You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for solving your problems by bringing the big questions of life to people with solutions. I'm Heather and my friends call me Healthy Heather because I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach. I believe that one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves is to really live in partnership with ourselves, having fun in life and chasing what we know intuitively is our life's purpose. And I look for opportunities to have conversations with other people who are doing that very thing and bring it to you so that hopefully you can be inspired by their stories and their bold actions in life. Now, today, my guests are fellow entrepreneurs who have a whole business focused on balance. If you have heard of the Whirly Board, then you will know Eric and Joanna Olson. They are the founders of Whirly Board. And um, today we're going to be talking about the foundation of their business, um, the story behind how they got started. And I've got some questions for them about how they use their balance board business as a catalyst for finding balance in their life, their relationship, and their business. Now, if you have ever seen a whirly board, you're going to want to look it up, you're going to love it, and you're going to want to have one. There is a chance that Eric has had some part in building it. He is an adrenaline junkie with a passion for outdoor activities. If he's not in the shop, innovating and creating new ways to make new innovative products for outdoor sports, then he's out doing them himself. He's riding a board, he's mountain biking, he's water skiing, he's catching fish from his paddle board. And these creative energies and his entrepreneurial spirit encouraged him to quit his real job, we're gonna talk about that, and embark on a full-time journey creating new products for athletic lifestyles. You are going to love hearing about Eric's ambition and inspiration and story. And welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks, Heather. Glad to be here. Now, you know, this type of thing does not happen on its own. Joanna is right by his side. You know, she is the behind the scenes magic of Whirly Board. You know, she shares Eric's enthusiasm for outdoor sports. Growing up in northern Wisconsin, she developed a passion for the outdoors. Eric and Joanna first met in high school, uh, reunited after years afterwards when Eric was taking the leap to embark on this entrepreneurial venture and she jumped right on in and um, she's with him every step of the way. Welcome to the show, Joanna. <laughs> All right. I have a lot of questions for you guys. Are y'all ready to solve everything? We're going to try. We'll do our best. Right, let's get into it. <laughs> go. Okay. So I have a whirly board at my house. It is, I'm going to do my very best to describe the, your, the whirly board, and then you can tell me how I, how I do with this. So imagine if you had a skateboard, and but instead of wheels, you had a bowling ball underneath it, and the goal is to stay upright as long as possible. A half, a, half of a bowling ball. Half of a bowling ball. <laughs> tell us the story of how whirly board came to be. Yeah, so... Um, well, it literally started with bowling balls. Um, 
I, uh, I've always loved board sports, as you mentioned. So I had a, and I've always had a balance board, but <clears throat> the general balance boards are like a roller style. You roll back and forth on a cylinder. And I never really felt like it actually helped me with anything related to actual board sports. Um, so I, and one of the tricks I did was I would spin a 180 on the roller. I'd face one direction, spin, and go the other direction. And I thought, Hey, why, why wouldn't I want to keep spinning? That might be fun. So I, I cut a bowling ball in half and I put it on a skateboard and gave it a try. And it, I, it was really fun. It kind of, it conquered the, what I was trying to accomplish and it was really fun to play with. So how long yeah. was that before you decided to start manufacturing whirly boards? Well, well, yeah, I, it was about, I mean, that whole process from when I first had the idea to when I actually started making them was probably about a year. I'd say I, I started, I made the one, it was kind of just made it as a toy for myself to play with and to practice spinning. Cause that's something I always struggled with was the spinning aspect. So um, I made it, had fun with it. And then I made like 10 more out of bowling balls, which I probably had about 12 hours of grinding in the garage with dust. I had like plastic curtains hung up to contain all the dust. So I didn't get it everywhere. Oh, the dust. And yeah, a lot of <laughs> dust in the early days of whirly board. Um, so, but yeah, I made 10 of them, sent them out to some friends and they were all pretty psyched about it. Everybody enjoyed it. And they said, yeah, you should make these. So, um, and the end balls are made of, and balls were pool balls. I also cut pool balls in half and I actually kept doing that for the first 159 boards I made. Um, 159 because the pool ball number was the serial number. So 15 ball and nine ball was as high as I could go with that. <laughs> okay. So what does the inside of a bowling ball look like? Well, that's a good question. It, it's actually, there's a lot of variables. Um, the heavier ones, they have like a core material that I would cut them in half with a sawzall. I had like a 12 inch sawzall blade and I made a jig to hold the ball still so I could cut it. And some of them, I probably just sat there pushing on the sawzall for about 45 minutes to an hour in order to cut it in half. So, and yeah, so some had a really hard core. The lighter weight ones were a lot easier to work with. They had just like a foam material. So you just had to cut the outer shell. And that was the only hard part, but so it, the answer is a lot of different things. Interesting. I've, I've <laughs> never, I've never even thought about what the inside of a bowling ball would look like, but not many uh, people do. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you had always been involved in board sports. You had a need for you know, uh, or kind of a curiosity of like, what more can I do with this? There's, there's a, an end, there's an, a limitation to what I can do with a traditional balance board. And so you were inspired to create something that gave you, you know, more options for, for movement. Right. And, and I wonder like, where did you start finding a market for this in, 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 in other people who are interested in, in using a whirly board? Yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. When I, when I first started, I was all about board sports people. Like this is the board sports practice tool and it's, it's fun. If you're into board sports, you can go play around on this thing and challenge yourself to spin. Um, you know, there's no limit to how far you can spin, so you can always get better at it. And, but you know, it actually ultimately turned out, we found a whole nother market. When you first started like giving them just to your friends. Yeah. Was like, like, hey, they were the test subjects. Yeah, here's, like, here, try this thing out and see what you think. And yeah. they all they all were like, yeah, this is really fun. I had to play on it every day. And so. Is that when you built the mold? 
after that? Um, it was it was about the well, <laughs> the bowling ball process was not sustainable. And I, I made <laughs> yeah. 10, 10 or 12. Actually, I made 12. And that was that was the end of that. So I actually was being in the insurance business at the time I sold to manufacturers and plastics manufacturers was one of the one of my customers just down the road from my house. And I said, hey, can you help me make this part? And they so they gave me a good deal on a mold and I was able to get it started for not a whole lot of money. And so I getting these parts made and they drew the mold up for you and everything. Yeah, they, it was huge. Like being my customer, we had a good relationship. So it was like they, they did a lot of work for me just for free. Um, which was amazing, huge help. Like to, to try to just walk into a manufacturer and say, hey, can you make this bowling ball thing for me? That's a little more, <laughs> I, had, I had an inside approach, I guess. Well, guys, so you're going to want to check out whirlyboard.com because you're going to want to to see this for yourself and and maybe even buy one. You know, I had this idea that I was going to get on the whirlyboard and be like Sean White or something and, you know, like be, you know, really like awesome on it. And I was not awesome, but I... It humbles you really quickly. It humbles... That's a very good description. <laughs> it humbles you very quickly. And I'm a fit person and I was hanging on to my desk for dear life. Um, but... With, with time, I, I started to become stronger and more stable and be able to stay on it for longer. And I have also used my balance board for my whirly board um, for part of like a stand-up desk type of opportunity. I'll do push-ups on it. I'll um, stand on it just for a few minutes just to kind of do some core work. And it's also a great, um, great for having under a kid's feet when they're sitting at their desk working because it gives them, um, you know, something that's that's medic um, that they can kind of move around and get their jitters out while they're um, doing their schoolwork or or doing whatever at their desk. Yeah, we get a lot of feedback from people that say yeah. that they're they keeps their kids busy, ADHD kids and stuff. They totally. Just, Help some focus on it's crazy because you started this journey just for board sport people and that's who we sought out and then the more that it got out there the more people are like oh yeah my kids use it for this or we use it at our standing desk and i think yeah. board sports is our smallest market probably yeah. <laughs> well guys that's how it goes sometimes when you start following a dream it turns into something that you couldn't even imagine and when we come back from the break i've got more questions for eric and joanna about how they took a dream and ran with it well, stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying today's show, come on over to Facebook and Instagram. That's where I post all of the extra stuff. And I'd love to connect with you there. Don't go anywhere. The conversation continues right now. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where we're seeking balance in a bold life. And I'm talking to the founders of Whirly Board, the balance board that you might want to have in your life. It's it's the kind of thing that will um, humble you and make you stronger at the same time. I'm talking to founders Eric and Joanna Olson. And we're talking about not only their path towards creating the Whirly Board and growing their business, but also how they strike balance in their life or work towards balance in their life as a couple in business together with a family and, um, you know, being people at the same time 
as they're doing all of that stuff. And during the break, you know, Eric had mentioned to me that the the Whirly Board um, is designed to make you stronger. You know, and that it's it's if it's if a balance board is too easy, then it's not going to make you stronger. And if it doesn't make you stronger, then what's the point? <laughs> That's true. And I wonder, is that kind of like a philosophy for life? <laughs> Could be. Never even thought of that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm really interested in your mindset and, you know, especially going from the security of a, you know, a, of a regular paycheck and, um, you know, what everything that that means for a family, but then believing in a dream and an idea enough to make the leap into entrepreneurship. And I'm curious to know, how did you know it was time for that leap? And, and what gave you the confidence to, to make it? Well, um, I guess, you know, I just, I knew it, I knew it because I had, it's just what I've always wanted to do. And I just kind of, just kind of fell into place. I guess I was, I was working in the insurance business and I would, I hated it, but it was a decent job. And I, I was able to, to live my, to, to do my hobbies and have fun still it allowed a lot of free time. And I mean, free time is really what it's all about. I mean, life is short, right? So you want to be able to go have fun. That's what it's all about. So I always, I always pictured the entrepreneur life as, oh, be your own boss. You know, you can go to work whenever you want and do whatever you want. And it's kind of <laughs> like that. But, but like you said, once that paycheck goes away, things get real. See, yeah. I don't feel like I ever struggled as much of letting that go. It doesn't matter. We always figure it out. Everything's going to be okay in the end. Yeah. I mean, you can always figure something out and go back yeah. and do something. But I do something. I really knew, I knew the whole, like, I just knew in my heart that it was going to work, you know? You just, you just know. Yeah. And I think once we sold on the grommet where like you, where you launched and we kind of saw the success, like we sold out immediately. I yeah. We had sold like, well, I quit my job. I had a little money saved up and I lasted about almost a year before we ran out of, I ran out of money and we had launched the product on, I'd sold maybe 50 boards that year. Just, I went out West and did this big travel trip and sold them to people I ran into, went to board shops and, so I was like, well, yeah, they like it, but you know, the orders didn't come rolling in like I thought they were going to, not at all. <laughs> as far as online orders, we got like four. <laughs> it was mostly just me selling to people that I talked to. But um, so then, yeah, we launched it on the grommet and it was like, they're like, oh yeah, we'll probably sell hundred to 200 boards between now and the end of the year. This was December 7th. And they called me at 11 o'clock that day and they're like, well, we've sold out of everything that you told us you had. It was, and I was like, I told him I had way more than I actually had. Oh, so wow. it's like, uh oh. <laughs> so you had to hurry up and go saw some more bowling balls in half really quick. It was pool balls. Yeah, that was the pool ball <laughs> crisis of 2015, we call it actually. <laughs> so, you know, reflecting back on the early days and, you know, taking that risk and just knowing in your gut that you know, we got something good here and, we also have the skills to bounce back, even if it, if this doesn't work out. We could we can still have that resilience to, you know, be able to put it back together. What have you learned in this process about, um, you know, challenges that you've overcome, and then also about you know who you are as as people? What have we learned? Well. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the main thing is, is 
I don't know if we learned it, but you, you just got to do what you got, what you have to, you know, I mean, I, when in the early days I had, I'd quit the job once the, once the savings ran out, it was like, well, I, st- I still had a house, still had a mortgage payment. So I, you just, I, I did put in docs. I have some friends who have a doc business. So I, I helped them do docs for, for a summer and, you know, that kept the bills paid. Didn't, it took a lot of time, but it didn't take all my time. And we were able to keep working on stuff in the background. And I remember we, we, we used to, we were sitting on the deck in Lake Mills one time. And we were like, well, if we could sell like, three of these a day, which seems pretty possible, we could probably make a living at this. <laughs> it's definitely not the case, <laughs> but, um, you know, and then it, it just kind of kept growing and we were selling two and three a day shortly after that. And we were not quite paying the bills, but, you know, and then, then we were selling five a day and our goal was to sell, if we could sell 10 a day, imagine what that would be like. And then we were selling 10 a day and then, um, and then some of my friends were like, I think you could sell a hundred a day. And we're like, yeah, right. That's, there's no way that's possible. And then during the Christmas season, the last two years, we were averaging like a hundred a day, which blew my mind. Wow. Okay. So what just comes to mind hearing you talk about that is the law of attraction, you know, putting out into the universe, you know, what you intend for yourself and, and asking that what if question of, well, okay, so what if we could sell three of these, what would that take? Well, what if we could sell 10 of these? What would that take? And naming that goal and that intention helps to make it actually happen in reality until you start putting words and intention on your actions. Then, you know, you're just sitting on the porch shooting the breeze. But but y'all went from sitting on the porch to selling 100 a day. What do you think it is about you guys that makes that possible? I think we uh, we were able to wear a lot of hats in our business. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to learn so many different skills. Like I, I think just like the the drive to um, know how to Google, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> on the yeah. job training. Yeah, yeah, on the job training. You know, because we both have biochemistry degrees that now neither one of us are doing anything with. No, never. <laughs> and, but I, I think, you know, like that, obviously that background just like kind of gave us the the ability to, just to learn the skills that we needed to learn. And if you think that you can't do it, just like the whirly boards. Then you're right. Then you're not going to do it. Yeah. Yep. You know, like I didn't think I could do all the marketing and designing my own website or anything like that. And then you just do it. Just you do, do it. it. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of the thing. Like I've always felt like if you if you think something, like you said, Heather, if you think it and you know it, it will be real. Totally. And I like the challenge of learning something new and and really like just diving in and being really good at it. <laughs> it's a lot more satisfaction to do something, totally. it's to very create something yourself, you know? than to just get a corporate job and get your paycheck, even though paychecks are nice. They are nice. <laughs> I remember them. Paychecks are nice. Paychecks are nice. But there's <laughs> nothing like like having that that knowledge that you chart your course and you have autonomy over how you're spending your life. And I, I think that's something that entrepreneurs have in common. And it's mm-hmm. it's really rewarding when we read the reviews too of like that's how it's totally the best. Because we try to read all of them if we can. And just how it's like help people in ways that we never imagined. And 
Yeah. yeah. Some, some people get so enthusiastic about how much they love it. And that's mm-hmm. just like, that's motivation for the next two years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so since you guys are a, a married couple in business with a family, I wonder what have you learned about doing business with each other and what advice do you have for other couples that might want to go into an entrepreneurship venture together? I think it is Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh it's really good to like share this experience with somebody because you always can talk about the dreams that you want to chase. That's what it's about. Yeah, totally. We always have camp. We try to have like campfires and stuff and we'll sit around and just talk about the next big thing. Um, The challenges can be that you always don't see eye to eye. And there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of compromise and not necessarily agreeing. Right. And you never get a break from each other. It's, you know, we're, you, we're, we're raising kids. We're living our normal lives, trying, which is the mi- smallest part. And yeah. then you're working together. So, yeah, there's no, there is no break. You don't get to go <laughs> home. Like, you can leave your coworkers at work. And then you can go home to your city big enough you know, and talk to them. <laughs> but we just, this is it. <laughs> so I think it's, it's challenging. But at the same time, when we, like, see like how well and successful that we're doing. Like, that's amazing that we get to share that together. Yeah, it is. Well, y'all are very lucky. I think that you're definitely doing it right. And when we come back from the break, I want to, I'm going to use as many um, puns about balance in the whirly board and life as I can. So stay with us. You're listening to Heather Solved Everything, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather, and I'm so excited to announce that my book is ready for you to order. It's called Happy Healthy You, Breaking the Rules for a Well-Balanced Life. We're going to explore how to understand your values and priorities, set boundaries, create a true vision for your life, and enjoy the benefits of healthy living right now. It's a 52-week guide, your path to finding a healthy lifestyle that suits your unique needs. I can't wait for you to read it in stores now, wherever books are sold. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I'm Heather, and I'm here with... Eric and Joanna Olson, they are the founders of Whirly Board. And you're going to want to check them out at whirlyboard, whirlyboard.com. Okay, everybody and, does that. Yes, everybody's going to do that. And, um, and get one. Get one. Because the number of metaphors for life that are associated with the Whirly Board are pretty much endless for someone like me who can see signs and symbols in just about everything, urging us on to take those big, bold steps that we have on our hearts and know that we could make it work if we just had the space to follow them. And Eric and Joanna made the leap into entrepreneurship and um, and also marriage and parenthood at the same time. And as owners of a balance board business, I can only imagine that the um, the metaphors are just kind of like spilling out everywhere. And I'm curious for for a couple that is in business together 
and raising a family together. What does balance mean to you? I think when we became entrepreneurs, we wanted more um, fun balance. Right. Yeah. Was, that's what it was about. Was you free know, time. like you, you just spend all this time like working, like to live. And now instead, like now we can like, Live to work. Live, live to work. <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way when you're running a business, doesn't it? It's like I just wake up every day and feed this machine more and more and more. But, but you know, I, we get to like you know make more choices. Like, okay, today's a really nice day. So instead of like, yeah, if we want to go do something, we go do it. And if we want to go on a two month road trip and travel to Florida and back, we do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gives us those kind of like freedom. And I think that's what a lot of people like lack in their life. And I, you know, talk to my friends or whatever, and they just, they like their job, but you know, they're just sick of working. So I get five days vacation this year. And if I stay for five more years, I'll get 10 days vacation. That's not okay for for us. (laughs) It wasn't okay for me either. I remember one of the the hardest things that I had um, to cope with when I, um, when I was working um, in a traditional job was feeling like my life was just not my own and my time wasn't my own. And and well, having to work a certain number of, of hours in order to get a certain number of hours in my life, uh, that math never made sense to me. And no. I, I just could not get out of there fast enough. Yeah. And, and I mean, with the kids, I mean, it's you got, they take all your time. If, if They pretty much, there's no way around that. So that's the hardest thing to balance for us lately. Ours are two and two and a half and three and a half. And it's all consuming. I mean, yeah. we have a hard time finding balance and able to work, able to free time is. We I probably mean, should work more. We should work more <laughs> and we should, but no. we'd have to have some fun time to keep our sanity. I mean, yeah. if I get a day fishing, then I'm, I'm good for a little while. But if I don't get that, I start to lose. You need it. to reset. Yeah. Well, you know, that's yeah. really important. And that type of awareness is really important because, you know, your your business is a lifestyle type of product, you know, where you're promoting activity and fun and movement and getting out there and, you know, and trying new things. And so you gotta practice what you preach and and yeah. strive for that balance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We always like try to like give each other a little time here and there to be like, okay, let's Let's go do the things that we we used to really enjoy. Right. Yeah. I think I remember what snowboarding was like. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> this is here. We're taking this it. We're a, taking yeah, it though. This, this year. year it's happening. We're going to bring the kids. When you think about the balance that you want to achieve in life, what types of signals do you notice that tell you that you're out of balance? Do you mm-hmm. notice things that are a red flag or like a blinking light to you that's like, Eric, Joanna, it's time for a day off. What types of things do you notice? Oh, when I'm still cranky after my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I notice I notice kids screaming and peeing no. on the floor. And... No, you just can't handle the stresses easily, you know? Yeah, you sn- you get yeah, you get driven to that like extreme real quick as opposed right. to being able to abssorb some of that. So right. what, what do you do? Like, okay, go go take a walk or go out to the down to the garden. We've been doing a lot of gardening late this year. We're kind of going all in. It's very on the therapeutic. I love yeah. it, and that's it's a, a perfect example of noticing the signs of needing to be in balance, and then knowing what what 
feeds you. And for you guys, it's going outside, getting into the garden, uh, taking a walk, doing something active so that you can rejuvenate yourself and come back to what you do best. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Have What types of setbacks have you um, really enjoyed bouncing back from? I'm wondering if, if there's been a time when you have really just... Um, felt really good about your response to adversity? Hmm. I that's think, a thinker. That's a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, setbacks. Man. I mean, there's been a lot of challenges. There's been so many challenges. It's hard to pick one. I think like, I mean, scaling the inventory has been a, has been a challenge. It's, and it's a lot of things you don't really think about. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to sell this stuff and it's, it's, we're going to make money. But you're, you're not, you don't really make money. Like people would tell me that. It's like, oh, you're probably not going to make any money for the first five years. And it's, yeah, right. Well, why not? We're, we're selling stuff. But um, you got to think about all the things you have to buy and more and more inventory to get to that, to kind of make the first jump. We, we sold the house in Lake Mills. And that gave us some cash to put in directly into the business, basically to, to get the inventory to the next level. And now we're kind of approaching the next level, which is even scarier, but it's, you, there's just uh, these levels as you, as you go. And, but as far as like bouncing back from something, I don't know. It's, I mean, we haven't had, we've been scammed we've been a scammed. lot. We that's scammed. a, scams oh. are brutal. Like, yeah. That's Facebook scams or people like buying products on our website and then with stolen credit cards. And yeah. so I feel like there's always like this disheartening moments where you're just like, man, is anybody like good out there anymore still? And yeah. And you, you see a lot of bad in people when you, when you start seeing that stuff. Uh, you do. But then, you know, honestly, I have to say we went on a camping trip and we met so many great people. It was just like this re like rejuvenation of life, of, of like mm. humankind. Yeah, you feel really down. You're just like, you oh, go. there are so many good people. Like, yeah. We feel so much better There's still now. hope for humanity. We're good. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Because, yeah. you know, knowing that, you know, there are those times of adversity when you realize that, you know, some of your time is being spent just kind of like fighting evil in the world and, and fighting yeah, against the scammers. And then being able to renew yourself with nature and going back to your happy place. And that is such a strategy for success. And um, it sounds like you guys have nailed it. Yeah, it's, it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. So what's next for Whirlyboard? What should we be looking out for? Ooh. Well, like, like we were saying before, um, we've got you know, we've always said since the beginning, we've said we're more than a balance board, you know, because the whirly board is more than a balance board in that it's more than this traditional roller board. And for our perspective, more than a balance board is, you know, I want to create more products. I have a lot of different ideas that I've, I've had to put on the back burner to actually make this work and grow this, but, um, and I want to save the world. Yeah. And Joanna, <laughs> she, she wants to save the world. She wants to make everything on recycled products. And, um, we want to just kind of just, we want to like get people to really come back to like nature and just like loving the world so that yeah. they want to like save it. So we're hoping that we can, you know, make our, make our new products going forward. We're going to probably like have a Kickstarter or something coming up for our new product that Eric's coming out with. Um, it, it's, it's a new kind of balance. Board. Yeah. We, we do have a new version of the whirly board. That's going to basically be all of the types of balance boards in one, Ooh. including yeah. It's going to be, we're going to call it the Whirly Complete. I'm going to fall right off of that thing. You'll ever need. It was going to be set to launch last year. 
yeah, COVID. What can I say? But yeah, we've we've had some setbacks in that, and it's just been too busy with every figuring everything else out that we haven't been able to get it get it in gear yet. But it's coming, and it's figured out. We just gotta make it happen. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming, guys. It's so exciting. By Christmas of this year, everybody is going to be figuring out a new way of balance. Follow us on social media and you can keep up with our journey. Absolutely. And when we come back, I've got um, I've got some ideas of ways that you can tap into the same energy that uh, Eric and Joanna have and start working on your life of balance. Stay with us. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying today's show, come on over to Facebook and Instagram. That's where I post all of the extra stuff. And I'd love to connect with you there. Don't go anywhere. The conversation continues right now. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, and I'm so glad you're here. And you know who else is here? Eric and Joanne Olson, they are the founders of the Whirly Board, a balance board that will help you to balance your life, too, because once you step on that sucker, you're going to see things differently. I know that I did. I thought I was going to be like an X Games star, and um, I almost fell on my face, but it was all good because I got right back up, and I got back on it, and I tried it again and again and again, and... It's a kind of thing that helps you to develop confidence, resilience, a new perspective on how you approach challenges. And it's a lot of fun. And I'm really, really glad that Eric and Joanna have been here to talk about their business with me today. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. I wonder um, if if somebody's listening to this right now and and they're listening to you and thinking, you know, I I've got an idea. I feel like I could do what they did. I've got something I'm ready to jump on. What's your advice to them to help them make the leap? Well, I would say the answer is you can. You definitely can. I know that I'm I'm nothing special. I mean, I just I had a good idea and it was more the dedication. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a genius in marketing or anything like that. I just I just had an idea and we worked together and stuck with it and stayed positive and you you just have to keep pushing even if it you know there's always going to be challenges and it's always going to sometimes it's going to feel like it's not working or it's impossible right or if you have a good idea i mean and maybe that one doesn't work out you know don't give up on other ideas yeah because i think just change it adapt adapt you have to adapt adapting is very important (laughs) listen and i think a, a really big thing is like feedback listen to feedback you yeah, know. don't just like get stuck and then like this is this is the way it has this to be. is the way it has to be. I think a lot of people get hung up on that, and then they don't see success, and then it's very discouraging. But if you take that feedback and you actually like listen to it mm-hmm. and then make the changes that need to be changed, yeah, yeah um, you can make anything work if you adapt it to what it needs to be. Yeah. Do you yeah, find well, that when you get feedback that you have to? Um, change some of your plans or or change the way that you thought you were going to do something based on really helpful information absolutely for sure yeah that's i mean that's what it's your people are what matters i mean the people that your product is going to if it's not making them happy then it's not 
doing we, what it's supposed to do. We had de- like we the Woolly Board has gone through many changes. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning of time, you use that foam that was too slippery, and then people thought it was um, wasn't durable. It wasn't durable, so we had to use stronger materials and the overall concept. You know, when I made the bowling ball ones you know, that, that has kind of stayed the same, but with other products that I've worked on, I've had designs where I was like, this is it. I've got it. I've got it figured no, out. Heard that how, many many times? Times, how many times have I said, I've got this, I finally got it figured out. And then, you know, a week later, it's like, how did I think that was right? That is the dumbest thing ever. It's gotta be this way. And, you know, you read you redesign it and you redesign it and you simplify it. And, but I mean, yeah, it depends on what, said person is you know, that it's a physical product or whatever their idea is you just get the feedback and just don't give up mm-hmm. yeah and being open to the possibility that there's more than one path towards you know the destination that you've identified for yourself and you know not being so hung up on things being done the way that we've envisioned it um and, and being open to um to changing things up and and going forward with curiosity um, and knowing that there's, if it's meant to be, and you are meant to be successful in, the, in this endeavor, then there will be a way that opens up and becomes obvious to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like we said before, if you know it in your heart, it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, guys, this, this whole show is about if you know it in your heart, it's real. And, and but also acknowledging that, you know, taking those bold steps can be scary at times and it does take an element of bravery and and a confidence in your resilience and it also takes some curiosity i've got some ideas of how you can make that jump so get comfortable i'm about to get coachy on you Something that we've learned today from Eric and Joanna is that living boldly and following your dreams might sound like something that you have to change your entire life for, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean that. It's about looking at your ideas with curiosity, about trusting what you know feels right for you, and about moving forward on what feels right and, and listening to the feedback that's helpful. And what I'm also hearing from them today is replacing the idea of if only with what if, you know, think about them sitting on their on their back porch and and asking, you know, well, what if we sold three of these a day? Well, what if we sold 10 of these a day? What if we sold 20 of these a day? And allowing that curiosity to be something that helps them to grow a business that now is, you know, taking off on its own. And I wonder if you have that juxtaposition of thoughts in your mind of getting trapped in if only statements that you could shift into what if. Do you ever hear yourself saying, if only this, if only I could get up earlier, if only so-and-so would do something different, if only my schedule was more predictable, if only my kids were older and out of the house. If only my kids were younger and, and I could just find a babysitter. There is seemingly no end to the scenarios that we can imagine that would change everything if only there wasn't something else in the way. But when we think about what's really holding us back, the external circumstances that seem to take control of our time, 
most of the time, we are the one standing in the way. And it's the way that we are looking at different situations is our mindset, our perspective. Sometimes circumstances are actually out of our control. And there are things that we have to work around and decide whether the battle is worth it. And that's okay. That's going to happen. And there are times when it's not worth the time and energy that we would need to put into a situation to change it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to sit around and wait for it to be ready. There are ways that you can work around the obstacles that are in life and be able to start making progress on taking that big, bold jump. You know, one of the first is resistance is futile. I love <laughs> I love this idea, and I'm going to flip it around for you, okay? I love this quote, whatever happens in your day, Embrace it as if you chose it. We all know that stuff happens and we can either pitch a fit about it or we can figure out a way to roll with it and everything else and keep it all going. Like you can either, you can bring that, whatever that shows up, bring it along with you for the adventure. And I love the idea of resistance is futile when you flip it around and realize that resisting what is a really good idea for you is futile. Resisting following through on a dream that you've had for a long time is futile. Trying to ignore something that you know is true for yourself is futile. So stop trying to push away the dreams that you have, that you're waiting for things to be just right. Instead, welcome them in. Bring them along with you, knowing that the opportunity will open up and you'll have the opportunity to step into that goal when the time is right. Give into the permission for that to exist. Give into the presence that it wants to have in your life. And instead of waiting for everything to be perfect before you take action on it, remember that resisting your dreams is futile. Invite them in, welcome them into your day, keep them nearby so when the opportunity is available, you can jump in. Now, it is true that sometimes there are circumstances that we cannot control, but my second tip here is to manipulate what you can and do the rest anyway. Some circumstances are not optional. I mean, we've got school, we've got work, we've got you know, the weather, we've got traffic, we've got choices that other people make. There are things that we cannot influence. But once we accept those and allow them to be, they can usually be worked around. If a certain schedule means that you have to wake up super early to get to work on your dream, then you'll have a lot of company because there's going to be a lot of other dreamers in the same boat with you. When it's something important, important to you, you're willing to get up and work on it even when it's not an ideal time. Manipulate what you can and do the rest anyway. That might mean that you set a timer in your day when you are going to press pause on what you're normally working on and you shift into dream mode and you give yourself 30 minutes to focus on a passion project or you give yourself a little bit of time to wonder what if, what if I did this, what if I did that, what could be different, create space for that curiosity in your world and believe it or not, it'll start filling up with really good stuff. And then know what's worth changing and what's worth keeping. I know some people who are total 
rebels. And as soon as a routine is established, they are off doing their own thing just because that's their nature. But even when you create the system and decide that you want to change the system, go for it. Follow what seems to be the right path for you at the time, knowing that you've got everything that you need to be able to bounce back from adversity and get right back into the game. You've got resilience skills that you've built up over time. Every single time that you've hit a setback, there has been a way that you've been able to recover from it. Think back to the times when you have really overcome something that was challenging and ask yourself, what did I do to be able to get past that? You have survived 100% of your worst days and you can bounce back from any adversity that comes your way if you are in the true path of your dream. Now, we've heard from Eric and Joanna today on the ways that they have built their business from the ground up, starting in the garage with a bowling ball and a saw and moving down the street to their first client and then starting to ask those questions of how do we grow this? How do we make this sustainable? And then where is it going from here? You can do the same thing. I leave a question for you. What would happen if you replaced if only with what if? What if you embraced the obstacles that come your way? And what if you did what you felt right even when you had to move things around in order to get it done? What if? Well, guys, we did it. We solved another problem with a little help from our friends at the Whirly Board. Eric and Joanna, thank you so much for being here today. It was thank a pleasure. You. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes up next for you guys. And everybody, check them out at whirlyboard.com, W-H-I-R-L-Y board.com. And remember, you can stay in touch with me and the show on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Heather Solves Everything. And if you have a problem to solve, just visit heathersolveseverything.com and click on Solve My Problems to submit a show topic idea. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that something great happens for you today. I'm Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything, too.